Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Wednesday. Matt and myself are here. We will be talking about some rankings, what we got right and what we got wrong in week two. We'll give you guys our top 12 position players, um, or top 12 at each position for week three. We will also go over some of the news and headlines. And of course, as always, we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them uh, on Twitter. You can do search the hashtag TPPN, as you can see right up here on the top right of our screen, or left, I guess, for you. Uh, yeah, left, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, uh, we are definitely proud to be part of that ton of great podcasts, um, on their football, fantasy, soccer, baseball, hockey. They've got it all. Uh, we are super proud to be a part of them. Matt, how you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? Doing pretty good. It's been some, uh, fall like weather here. Yeah. Um, supposed to be in the eighties this weekend. So I guess we'll see how, how that goes, but, uh, been pretty good. Yeah, it was beautiful today. It's been um, roughly 95 degrees the past couple days here in Texas. And then this morning I woke up to like a nice, cool, crisp 60 degrees. And it felt fairly nice most of the day. Got a little bit hotter later in the day, but it's it's been nice. It's, it's great to hopefully have fall here permanently because I hate the heat, which is probably not best for living in Texas. But, you know. Well, you only get it 10 months out of the year, so. It's like 10 and a half, really. We don't even get a fall. It usually goes straight from summer straight into, like, winter. No, Kevin, I don't. And I'm sure you can see that, like, on my face, just how, like, I'm about to die right now. Neither of us sleep during the season. We get all of our sleep in in March. I don't even get to sleep in in March. I have to quickly make up all the time away with the wife before she leaves me. And then it's just kind of, it's like a, just a vicious cycle of never-ending no sleep and trying to please everybody. But, you know. Such is the life, the life that we chose, right? Uh, so some of the news here for uh, the NFL before we jump into our rankings. Josie Jewell is out for the season. Bradley Chubb with ankle surgery. Are the Broncos snake bitten when it comes to keeping this defense together, Matt? Yeah, it's a real bummer. So Jewell is out for the season, um, which leaves middle linebacker a little bit thin. Justin Stranod has looked uh, decent uh, looked decent in the preseason. They also have Baron Browning, uh, who I believe came from the Ohio State University. Uh, so they have a little bit of depth there. 
the dream since they hired Fangio has been what could he do with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller opposite each other? And we've had it for about one and a half games in three years. Um, they yesterday Chubb went on short term IR and they were like, he'll be out at least three weeks today. It's it was the best case scenario. It'll be six to eight weeks, although it could be longer. Well, now you're verging on. He and Miller the last couple of years just have alternated, you know, Chubb tore his ACL in 19, Miller broke his ankle in 20 right before the season, and now in 21 it looks like an ankle injury for Bradley Chubb. I'm just disappointed that we're not going to get to see him together yet again. Yeah, especially, I mean, we were talking about on yesterday's episode with um, how well they've started out the season being 3-0 and if that defense was fully healthy, I think they'd have a realistic shot of making the playoffs in a very we, – We hopefully – Well, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit here. Sorry, 2-0. and yes. Watch the Jets come and crush my dreams. Zach weekend. Wilson, six touchdowns, no interceptions, 400 yards. Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, but they uh, that we would hoping to see that defense. It was one of the reasons why I picked him to make the playoffs that first time around. So I was like, that defense is going to be really good. And if Teddy Bridgewater can just find a way to manage that team well enough, I think they've got a good, enough pieces on that offense uh, to, to keep up with everybody. Speaking of injuries, Jarvis Landry it goes on short-term IR. We did get word today that Kevin Stefanski said that Odell would be a full participant in practice starting today. So that's good news on them possibly getting Odell back. This is actually the longest time Jarvis and Landry will miss time in his career. That is how like healthy and durable he has been. Uh, so what are your thoughts now on the Browns passing game, knowing they're going to lose Jarvis, who's had like that. He's had a great connection with Baker since the minute they've both been there in Cleveland. You know, can't say the same thing about Odell. Uh, they did get Higgins on the field a lot last week, who also has had really good chemistry with Baker. Schwartz has had some very iffy plays. And then we haven't really seen much of Donovan Peoples-Jones, who had flashes last year. A lot of us thought he may take a step forward this year. We haven't really seen him on the field that much. And then, of course, they've got like 50 tight ends on the roster. Yeah, that's my thought. They have a good running game. I think they'll lean on that running game. Um, they'll continue to lean on the running game. But it seemed like when Landry was out last week, and even the first week, you know, with no OBJ, they were leaning on the explosive plays from Hooper, Harrison Bryant, and David Njoku. They also have Kareem Hunt, and we saw a good uh, performance from Demetric Felton. I th- I think the answer to supporting and filling the void is not going to come from the receiver room necessarily. Although having OBJ, he's probably going to be slow to get worked in. He didn't get tons of consistent work in camp. Didn't get to play the first two games. Hasn't been a huge part of practice. I don't, I think it's foolish to think we're just going to see mid season 2017 Odell Beckham jr. When he rolls out there Sunday. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to be, you know, burning corners or anything on Sunday. I think they're going to work him in a little bit. I did rank him. I think I have him at 35. You know, I'm hoping they'll get him involved in the passing game. They'll probably target him a lot. But I'm with you. And they're, they're playing a very good Bears defense. Justin Fields coming in for his first start as well. So I don't think this is going to be an easy game for the Browns. I'm with you. I think they try and rely as much on the run game as they can. You know, we've seen them working in the tight ends quite a little bit. Harrison Bryant had a big catch last week. David Njoku was the main part of the game in week one. So I think they're going to continue to get those guys involved. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Odell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Richard Higgins. My guy, Jay Sternberger, was released by the Packers yesterday. Uh, I'll go to you first here with this one as well, Matt. Do you think this is the end for Sternberger? 
I think it probably is. We we've wanted to see a breakout for a while. It seemed like such a promising landing spot. We've seen other people just come in and continually jump him. Uh, and the fact that they're they're just ready to to release him and to be done, I don't think is an incredible sign. So, I. You know, we haven't seen enough to feel confident that he's going to latch on somewhere, even with what the tight end position is. Uh, I don't. Um, I think he's got the offensive skill set to be still a very good tight end. I think the issue was Green Bay wanted him to be more of like what Robert Tunyon is, and he's a very good block on the run game. That's not Sternberger. That was never his game. Um, and that, in all honesty, was one of the reasons why I was so excited for him to go to Green Bay because they had those tight ends already on the roster. And I thought, OK, they're going to use Sternberger more in an offensive type of role. I think he's going to have to go to a team like that. I still think he's got a shot. I know I believe he's suspended right now. I don't know if that was an NFL suspension or was it? You're muted. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't let me unmute for reasons. I believe it was a performance-enhancing yeah. substance. So I think once that suspension's over, I would not be surprised if he ends up on someone's taxi squad. I don't think it's the end of Sternberger yet. Uh, I mean, my goodness, we've we've been believing in Chris Herndon for what feels like a decade now, and I, I think it's not unfair to say Sternberger has more at least offensive talent than in one Chris Herndon. So I don't think it's the end of him. Definitely the end of him in Green Bay. Probably won't see much of him this year because regardless of where he goes, he's going to have to learn a whole new offense and everything. But depending on how deep your your teams are in Dynasty, you can probably let him go at this point because you can pick him back up later. But I would not be surprised if we're not talking about him again one day because as you mentioned, tight end is just, it's just a really bad position for fantasy. So if he lands on another team, it's not going to take much for him to become fantasy relevant um, if he does end up on another team. Well, we uh, we are about to look at our rankings, but if you want a second or a third opinion, the best place to go is fantasyfootballdiehards.com to get the Flash Update Pro. It's a full suite of tools that will make you a better manager. There's rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. These are the tools that help Bob Harris reach the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame. So use the code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24 and get those lineups set for week three. All right, so we are now going to talk about our rankings for week three. Again, Matt, myself, and Brandon Hay do weekly rankings for the Campus to Canton website to help you guys with your tough lineup decisions. I'm going to start at quarterback. I'll go first with my 12 through six. I got Justin Fields coming in at 12. We know he's starting now for the Chicago Bears. He's actually run the ball a lot. If you look at what he did in the preseason what did I say? Did I not say campstocanton.com? I feel like now I, I messed that up. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, anyways. But while you're waiting, you should go to campstocanton.com. You can get these rankings and so much more. You can hear all the wonderful shows on the site. Exactly. Why, why do I feel like I didn't say that now? I mean, you put that in there. I feel, do what did I say? Campus to campus? Did I mess that up that bad? What did he say? Um, We'll have oh. to rewind the tape later. Oh, Thanks. No, Thanks, Austin. So look, you, you, you threw me off now, and I don't know. Like, I'm on fluster. That's not 
All right. So, anyways, back you to the be rankings. Flustered because you're putting a lot of pressure on Justin Fields dropping. No. So that's because I don't. The Browns' defense is not as good as we thought it was going to be, and I don't like Miles Garrett and Clowney. If he's healthy, he got injured in that game last week. I think they're going to be able to get after him a little bit because obviously that Bears' offensive line is not good, but the linebackers suck, and the secondary outside of Denzel Ward has not been that good. Like Newsom has been good at times but he's still a rookie. I'm not going to expect him to lock down the other wide receiver. I imagine Ward's going to be on Allen Robinson most of the time, but we even saw last week with Tyrod, like they were able to beat the Browns deep at times. I'm sorry, but they don't have a Darnell Mooney on the roster at Houston. If Darnell Mooney is able to get loose downfield, I think Fields is going to hit him. They're going to come up with some plays. I think Fields is going to be able to run quite a little bit on the Browns as well. So I've got him up at 10. I think you know, he's already run. Again, you have to go into the preseason, count those, but already for almost 200 yards in four starts. So I think he's going to run a little bit uh, this weekend as well. I think he's going to have a good game. At 11 for me is Stafford. I think he's just going to continue to to smash. 10 is Justin Herbert. 9, I've got Russell Wilson. 8, I'm keeping Jalen Hurts up there. Uh, really good matchup, I think, with the Cowboys this week. I think he's going to be able to continue to use his legs. I, I don't... That defense still doesn't scare me that much. I think he's going to be able to pass uh, just enough to, uh, to continue to stay up here. At seven, I have Dak Prescott, who is playing against him. And then at six, I have Aaron Rodgers. So the only thing I'll say is um, the one thing that you may be underestimating for Justin Fields is that Matt Nagy is his play caller. Number 12. I mean, year one, he ran Mitch Trubisky a lot. This is year one of Justin Fields, right? So maybe he just reverts back to that. Can I just ask, though, was there ever a week where you felt comfortable putting Mitch Trubisky in your top 12? No, but are we going to compare Mitch Trubisky's skill talents with Justin Fields? Like, Justin Fields is 10 times what Mitch Trubisky even wishes he was. Like, Justin Fields is what Mitch Trubisky created himself on Madden 2B. So that's why I'm all in on Justin Fields. Like, when Mitch Trubisky... Upped his character in Madden. It was Justin Fields. Like that. That's the mold of what Mitch Trubisky wanted to be. So twelve for me. I have Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I I think we saw last week. Even if uh, they're not incredible in the passing game, I think the Cowboys' defense is a little better than what we expected. They turned Herbert over a couple of times. They were getting some pressure even without their pass rushers in there. And they're going to be at home on Monday night. But Hurts does enough with his legs. He probably uh, can keep his value up there. Number 11, this is my big ride. This is my Justin Fields in the top 12. Is uh, I put Daniel Jones up there. I mean, he has looked pretty good, and they get Atlanta. Um, Jones has been running well. He has been passing well. He hasn't been turning it over well. Atlanta has rock-bottom defense, I think, right now, they said, um, which probably all means we're about to see the Daniel Jones game that we uh, have all expected in seven turnovers, and I'm going to eat my words. But for now – He's going to be a star for me up there at 11. 10, I have Aaron Rodgers. I think hopefully he has a good game. They have not been incredible the last couple of times they've gone to San Francisco, but I have high hopes. Number nine, I have Josh Allen. Um, we saw what Daniel Jones did to the Washington defense. I think uh, Josh Allen may be a slightly better passer, slightly better runner. Uh, number eight, Stafford. Uh, and number seven, Tom Brady. I think that game, Rams. Buccaneers, both of them have decent defenses, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring, high-flying passing game. And then six for me is Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm not scared of the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, neither am I. I really think that's going to end up being a good game. I'm I'm really excited for that one this weekend. 
Uh, so at number five, I have Josh Allen. Uh, I think he's just continued. He didn't look great week one, but I felt like he bounced back a little bit last week. I think that kind of continues. I mean, I did not expect him to have the performance against the Miami Dolphins defense that he did. So I think he continues to, to trend forward. At four, I have Tom Brady. I mean, I've kept him out of my top five the first two weeks, and he's just made me look like a complete idiot both times. So I just can't keep doing that now at this point. I've, uh, he's got to be up there. He's going to throw for like 500 yards, five uh, touchdowns every single week at this point, it seems. At number three, I have Lamar Jackson. Uh, I expect him to, uh, coming off that win, I wonder if it may be a little bit of a down game for the Ravens because of how much they wanted to beat the Chiefs, but Lamar is just so good. I expect him to have a really good game. Two is Mahomes, and then one until further notice is going to be Kyler Murray. I just I I haven't put him up at one the past two weeks like you Thanks guys for have. Over, uh, yeah, and that has uh, that has cost me the past couple of weeks. So no more Kyler Murray will be at one until further notice. Number five for me is Dak. Dak to the future. He's going to go uh, right back to his week one glory. Number four for me is Russell Wilson. Um, I believe they're playing the Vikings, uh, who defense is just a rumor. Number three, Lamar Jackson. I might be worried about a letdown game, but then I remembered they were playing Detroit. Number yeah. two, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, Kyler Murray. All right, so let's dive into our running backs here. And at number 12, I have, where did it go? Najee Harris. You know, I've had him up here the past two weeks. Really, last week he bailed me out with the receiving work. And I think that's probably going to continue because right now we don't even know if Big Ben's going to play. Uh, and so I think they're really going to try and lean on this running game, him in the receiving game. Uh, I forgot who the Steelers are playing now. I had they're playing the Bengals. Me, so I'm really not worried about it. That's uh, another reason why I put him up there. At 11, I have Joe Mixon. While obviously playing the Steelers defense is not great, uh, I think they're going to rely on him. I don't know if they're going to have Burrow try and pass as much. We saw that kind of affect him last week playing a decent defense, three turnovers. So I've got Joe Mixon getting a big, big workload here and producing for you. 10, David Montgomery. Uh, the Browns have not looked great against the run so far this year. They, they held up CEH in week one. But it's with CEH. I'm not really sold that CEH is much of anything at this point. So I think uh, you're just trying to reverse jinx your team. Right not now. at all. I'm being dead serious. I think the well, I'm not going to pick them yet. But I think the Browns can win. I just think it's going to be a a much uh, a very good offensive game for both sides because I think Baker and them are going to have to keep up. Uh, at number nine, I have Chris Carson again going up against Detroit. That does not worry me one bit. At number eight, Alvin Kamara. Number seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Number six, Nick Chubb. And that's where I'll stop because I forgot we're only going to six. So, uh, number 12 for me, Saquon Barkley. I think this is the week we start to see Saquon Barkley RB1 bounce back again, Atlanta. Number I had him 11. at 14. I almost put him up at top 12. I agree with you, though. It's going to be a yeah, bounce back week for him. That's where he, like Najee Harris, I believe he's going to get the workload, but I have him a little bit lower just because I think that line is dreadful. Um, number 11, DeAndre Swift. Uh, you know, I think the Lions are going to be behind. The Ravens defense hasn't been as uh, able to stop people as uh, they once were, and he and Hawkinson are still their best passing game weapons, although I do like what Quintez Cephas is doing. Number 10, Joe Mixon. Number 9, Ezekiel Elliott. I think this might be the game where we see Zeke kind of go back to what we were looking for, answer some of those questions people now have about Tony Pollard. Uh, number 8, Kamara. Love the talent, don't love the team uh, right now. And number 7 for me is Jonathan Taylor. 
I like his talent. His line's still working into shape. And if Jacoby, if uh, Jacob Eason is his quarterback, not great. Number six for me is Eckler. Uh, we've seen him become a force in the passing game again. And you know what you have to do is throw the ball and score points to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I have Eckler uh, one spot higher than you. I have him there at five because I agree they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I think he will actually get a lot of receiving work this week. We haven't seen that a lot from him this season. I think they rely on that. For Dalvin Cook, a little bit worried about the uh, the ankle injury last week, but they haven't said anything else really about it ever since he left the game, so I'm assuming he's going to be good to go. Uh, yeah, they just said that he, they are going to continue to play him. Okay, so uh, Cook, I'm all in on. I got to stop ranking. I had to stop ranking this guy down at eight. Derrick Henry up at three. I mean, he's just so damn good. Uh, I, I, You know, I mentioned last week that I was worried he wouldn't get the passing work, and I thought they were going to get behind. They did get behind, and they still gave him the ball 30 times and then passed it to him six times. So Derrick Henry, he's going to continue to smash. Two, Aaron Jones. Um, while I obviously don't expect him to go out there and get four touchdowns again this week, I think what we saw this past week is closer to the Green Bay team. We're going to see the rest of the season than what we saw in the week one, so I'm all back in on Aaron Jones. And then again, number one is Christian McCaffrey. Even on the bye week, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Number five for me is Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be just fine. He's cooking there. Number four for me is Nick Chubb. Um, I think they're going to lean even harder on the, the run game. He's their best running back. Number three, Derrick Henry. Right there with you. What can you say? The guy looked unstoppable. Number two, I still have Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a good game. And the Seahawks defense uh, last week did not look like they were capable of stopping a decent running back. And number one for me, Christian McCaffrey. All right. So that puts us at wide receivers. Let me see if I can get. So I can start. Um, yeah, go ahead. Number 12 for me, I have Amari Cooper. Uh, I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back game. Number 11, Justin Jefferson. They are playing the Seahawks. I expect that to be high scoring. 10, Calvin Ridley. It was nice to see him getting back into shape. I think Atlanta is going to put up some points and be able to move a little more freely against the Giants than they did against some of the others. Number 9 for me is Terry McLaurin. Um, Dude just looks incredible, and there that's going to be a higher-scoring game, I think, as well. Number eight for me is Stephon Diggs. Uh, I think we're going to see the Bills passing game snap back into shape uh, here. We saw a, a very good success for Daniel Jones going against this Washington defense. We saw very good success for Justin Herbert going against this Washington defense. I think they'll have it as well. Number seven, CeeDee Lamb. I still think he's the best of the Cowboys receivers, and we're starting to see that. He was even getting involved as a back. And number six, Keenan Allen. Ooh, our ranks are much different on the wide receivers here. So um, at 12, I have C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think that the Eagles are seem to be much more vulnerable in the middle of the field than on the outsides. So I don't know. I think this might actually end up being like a Dallas tight end game than necessarily the wide receivers going off. But CeeDee Lamb, I think, is just too good. I'm worried about Amari. He's got the ankle injury, I think is what it is. And Jerry, I know Jerry Jones came out today and said they expect him to play, but I, I'm worried about that a little bit. So I don't have him. I think I have him at 18. I'm, I'm, and it's, all, it's purely injury-related. Like, I don't know how healthy he is because – the other thing is, like, usually when Jerry Jones says something, he's, like, dead wrong. Like, usually when he's talked about injuries in the past for his players, it's been the opposite of what he said. So I don't know that I trust 
what Jerry Jones is telling me right now about Amari Cooper. So I'm a little bit lower on Cooper. At 11, I have DJ Moore. 10, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, 9, Calvin Ridley. 8, Tyler Lockett. 7, Stephon Diggs. And then 6, Adam Thielen. All right. Uh, so 5 for me, Tyler Lockett. Uh, he has looked explosive. They are playing the Vikings. Number four for me, little Cooper Cup. He seems to be uh, the big target there for Stafford and the Rams. Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals are playing the Jaguars. The Jaguars are not good at football. I saw what Cortland Sutton did last week. Give me all the DeAndre Hopkins. Number two, Tyree Kill. Um, you know, we saw how Lamb was able to get over on uh, on the Chargers corners, I think, Kansas City is going to be thrown away. I think they're going to be trying to stop Kelsey in the middle, which is, which is tough as well. And number one, uh, Devontae Adams. Um, the 49ers do not have a great set of corners right now. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my top two are the same as well. So at five, I have Cooper Cup. With the connection that those two have seen, Cooper Cup and, and Stafford, uh, I think they're in for another big week again this week. Sucks for all my Robert Wood shares. Uh, for Keenan Allen, I expect Justin Herbert to be passing the ball a lot in this one, and Keenan Allen being the main recipient of that. At three, I have DK. He has not been great so far this year, but I think this could finally be the game that he breaks out. Uh, well, I mean, not that he hasn't like broken out in general, but uh, for this season. And then two, Tyree Kill, and then one, Devontae Adams. Why don't you give us your uh, tight ends real quick? You can just go through all of them because I kind of feel like it just – so uh, I'm sure number one and two for both of us is probably Kelsey and Waller. Um, not, but one is oh, Kelsey. Shocking. All right, number 12 for me, Tyler Higby. Um, I'll take your laughing and scorn now. Number 11, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. 10, Robert Tanyan, Packers. Uh, nine, Kyle Pitts, Falcons. I'm just going to be honest. The top 12 I have for tight ends is people that I think are in decent passing offenses or guys who are going to get some kind of volume, which is all we're hoping for right now. Number eight, Logan Thomas for Washington. Seven, Noah Fant for the Broncos. Six, George Kittle for the 49ers. I love Kittle's talent, but it seems like he's become a little bit less of a focus this year. Number five for me is Rob Gronkowski, Buccaneers. Um, Number four, Mark Andrews for the Ravens. Number three, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions. Two, Waller and one, Travis Kelsey. All right, so for my rankings here at 12... My goodness, there we go. Uh, I have Tyler Higby. You know, I was kind of all out on him the past couple of weeks, but I, I do think that he can come out and have a a pretty decent game here this week. So I went ahead and bumped him up. It's – I don't really know what else to say. I, I, I think the Bucks defense is going to be keying in on these wide receivers. So I, I think this is just a Higby game. I don't – I think – their defense is so good, but I think, well, no, their secondary is probably the weakest. I don't love their linebackers, but I, I still have Higby up there. I think he's going to have at least a decent day. At 11, Jonu Smith. 10, Noah Fant. Uh, 9, Dallas Goddard. 8, Rob Gronkowski. 7, Mark Andrews. 6, Logan Thomas. A little worried about Logan Thomas. I know he got a lot of targets last week from Henneke, but just really wasn't able to produce much with him. I hope that that changes this week. Uh, if you, He almost had a touchdown last week, so that had made his day a lot better. Five, Kyle Pitts. We saw him finally getting involved in that offense a little bit more last week. I think that continues. At four, I have Darren Waller. At three, I have 
George Kittle, um, you know, Hawkinson. Both weeks, uh, Green Bay has been torched by tight ends. We saw the Jawan Johnson breakout game in, in week one and TJ Hawkinson last week. I think if there's ever going to be a week that George Kittle has a huge week, it's going to be this week. So I'm, I'm all in on Kittle being really good. Number two, I have Hawkinson. And then number one, Mr. Travis Kelsey. All right. Now to, to the fun part, right? The, it's the stuff we get wrong. Yeah. You want uh, you want me to go first or you go first? I'll, I'll go first. So okay. uh, quarterback, um, my hit, I have had Kyler Murray as quarterback one, and he's finished there, so that was great. In terms of misses, um, Daniel Jones, I was not expecting a big game against Washington. He ended up as QB4. I had him at QB25. And on the flip side, I love Dak. I had him at QB4, and he finished his QB27. ended up being a run-heavy game. Running back, you know, I thought it was going to be a big week for Aaron Jones. It was. I didn't think four touchdowns, but, hey, I was happy to take it. Alvin Kamara, kind of a tough miss. I thought he was really going to do big things for the Saints. Ended up as RB37. Wide receivers, a couple of big misses. Rondale Moore, who has wide receiver 57, and Henry Ruggs, who I didn't even put in my top 60, both ended up in the top 10. Um, just a crazy week. Love what we're seeing from Moore. I uh, didn't realize he was going to get quite that target share. Uh, hits, you know, I had vaulted Rob Gronkowski up last week. He had another two tight end week. He looks like a role. He's back to being a top 10 stalwart, top five stalwart. Uh, big mix, Max Williams. I We'll be honest. I'm not sure I knew he was on Arizona before Sunday. Yeah, so I forgot all to do my ones that I got right. All I have is the ones I got wrong or majorly wrong here. So at quarterback, um, two that you already mentioned in Dak uh, and Daniel Jones. You know, I had Daniel Jones at QB 21, finished at QB 4. Um, and then Derek Carr as well. I had Derek Carr ranked as QB 23, finished as QB 8. It was not a – really outside of that, I don't think my quarterback rankings were that bad. But those two were kind of like the the bad ones. Running back, as I mentioned earlier and how I have Derek Henry ranked so high now. I had him at RB 13 last week. He finished as RB 1. Cordero Patterson, I didn't even have him ranked as a running back, finishes as RB4. Chubb, I had his RB2, finishes RB13. And then, of course, J.D. McKissick, who I ranked as RB40, finished at RB7. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup, I, fin- I had ranked at wide receiver 16, finished at wide receiver 1. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver 26, who finished at wide receiver 4. Michael Pittman, wide receiver 49, finished at wide receiver 15. And this one is a little crazy to me because I picked him to be the fantasy MVP, and so far I feel like I'm looking pretty good. Hollywood Brown, I ranked him still as wide receiver 30 last week. He finished as wide receiver 8. So I need to kind of, like, get, you know, get, get my crap together. I, I picked Hollywood to have a good season, and I really haven't ranked him that high so far this year. Wide receiver has been kind of a garbage uh, experience so far this year. But, hey, you know what? Week two is gone. It's in the books. Week three is here. And it's time to get ready with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed weekend, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you won't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
and place a bet of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook's not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long in their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit, and you can't beat that. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN. That's T-P-P-N, this is the important part, to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code T-P-P-N this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and get up there and get your free money. Oops. All right, so let's talk about the Thursday night football game between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. For the Panthers, Yator Gross Matos is questionable. The Panthers are off to a hot start. Will that continue for Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey Thursday night? I think so. You know, Darnold's looks pretty good. Um, you know, I really like what they're doing on offense. The Texans defense doesn't really scare you. And Christian McCaffrey is such an equalizing weapon because you can't stack the box. Uh, you know, you kind of have to stack up the box to try to stop him. But also, he's a weapon in the passing game. I think that frees up some of their receivers. Um, Darnold seems to be taking advantage of it. It's a short week, but I expect them to kind of cruise to 3-0 in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a heavy Christian McCaffrey game. I'm all in on uh, DJ Moore as well. I have him ranked fairly high in my wide receiver ranks. I think he's going to have a really good game uh, this week as well. Would be surprised if if Curtis Samuel had or not Curtis Samuel. I'm sorry. Um, I'll be Robbie surprised Anderson. If Curtis Samuel has a good game. So from the I, IR I will be. I will be. Yes, Eric. We do do some DFS if you have a question. Um, yeah, Robbie Anderson, I think, will be good. I apologize. Not Curtis Samuel. Uh, and Maybe I we'll expect get to see uh, Terrence Marshall a little bit, too. Yeah. Maybe. You know, he had a pretty big drop in that game last week, but I, I think he's going to end up being fine. You know, I've got Brandon killed Zilstra on for five, 150 yeah. and three touchdowns. Probably. Yeah, I got killed on Twitter for saying Terrace Marshall struggled with drops in college. And <laughs> imagine that. Anyways, on to the Texans side here. Their injuries. Tyrod Taylor, we know, is out. Nico Collins out. Danny Amendola, doubtful. Matt, what do you expect here from the uh, the Texans? Tyrod is on IR. They will not activate Deshaun Watson. So we are getting Davis Mills. I mean, I don't well, Mills wasn't horrific last week. I mean, 8 of 18, a little over 100, had a TD to Brandon Cooks, which is good if you, you know, Brandon Cooks has been one of the bright spots in the Texans offense and consistent. I'm moderating expectations. I still have him in the wide receiver three range, but I do think it's worth taking a shot and playing. Somebody's going to have to catch the ball, and he at least seemed to make the most of uh, the time out there 
with Mills. I don't think Mills is going to be great. The the Panthers' defense has actually been pretty good. They stymied Zach Wilson a little bit week one. They stymied Jameis Winston. I think it's going to be some growing pains and taking some lumps for Mills, especially with only a couple of days to prepare as a starter. Yes, and I I would, Eric. I think that would be a good call. I would not be surprised if they have a massive game uh, because of what Matt just mentioned. No, yes – Davis Mills got out there Sunday in the game for a little bit, but they, due to the NFL practicing stuff, they only get two days to practice. And that Panthers defense has looked really, really good. I mean, just look at what they did to Zach Wilson in week one. He had all offseason and preseason to prepare for that game. Um, And I think it's not unfair to say that Davis Mills is nowhere near the talent that Zach Wilson is. So I don't expect him uh, to have a good game. I would definitely throw the Panthers D in as a captain. For tomorrow night, and I'm with you. I, you know, I still think Brandon Cooks can go out and have a good game, and I do think one of the three running backs can. I just don't know which one because they use all three. It re- realistically so much like it, we've seen all three actually have very good, you know, at different times games. I mean, I think all can finish like in the 30s, but I just don't know which one you want to pick because I mean, maybe in the 40s they could all maybe finish. I don't know. It, the problem is they're not getting – so Ingram's getting almost all the rushing work, but he hasn't really lit the world on fire. Philip Lindsay's gotten a couple of big plays. Johnson's gotten a couple of big plays. But I think if you're looking at touches, I don't know how you feel good about the the scoring potential if you know a guy's only going to get 10 to 12 touches a game as a running back. We know a lot of these running backs – they take some time to work into it. And I like the potential of the Panthers defense. I ranked them top five for this week. I'm not, I think if I'm Thursday night games are sometimes hot garbage. Anyway, I think if I'm starting, I'm starting DJ Moore. I'm starting Christian McCaffrey. I think Sam Darnold is fine in super flex. I, probably starting Brandon Cooks because I think he can give you a wide receiver three flex value, but that's it. Yeah. And the Panthers defense. Yeah. I mean, like I don't feel comfortable starting any of the three running backs, but I think if you can guess the right one, you can get at least a decent day from him. Yeah. It's just Brandon Cooks though, for me and on, you really need on to the Texans side. Kings, uh, you know, yeah. if you've never played before, because if you can guess the right uh, Texans running back, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, so maybe throw in three really good lineups and then just mix in that running back with each one and see see what happens. So I can't mix in imagine a different running back. Yeah, each one. Yeah, yeah, in each lineup. Uh, I am picking the Panthers to win this game. I imagine both you yeah. and Dennis are as well. Yeah, Dennis is, and I am as well. All right, so I think that does it for us today. So. We will uh, obviously not be here tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. We will recap the Thursday night game, and then Dennis, Matt, and myself will preview the rest of the Week 3 NFL slate. So everybody enjoy the game tomorrow, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone! Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!